Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Welcome to the land of bourbon and bad decisions. This is the Relentless Daring live cast coming to you live and direct from beautiful, kind of chilly and dark Richland, Missouri. Yeah, well, you can't you can't have all the nice, bright, sunshiny places, can you? Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Nothing in Particular. That's right, Nothing in Particular sponsors this show. If you would like to sponsor the show, please reach out to me on social media at Daring Podcast or at my personal account at Real Tyler Morgan. Or because this is an independently funded and paid for live cast slash podcast, because this will get published after it goes on the air. You could also reach out to me at patreon.com slash relentless daring one, and you can become a patron there and help to keep this show on the air, or you can go buy merch. Yes, you can always buy merch at, oh boy, I really need to get my website up and going so I can have a quick, quick link. But you can go to shop.spreadshirt.com slash relentless dash daring oh my gosh i know it's it's ridiculous trying to get out there trying to type it in but it is what it is for now as like i said this is a podcast that is growing literally from the ground up and to those people who are currently sponsoring me thank you to those of you who are buying the merch thank you I do appreciate you investing in me. That way I can turn around and put it back in this podcast or in, or the live show and make it better for you. Thank you so very much. Um, it has been a very crazy week in, in the world of politics um, with all the impeachment stuff, uh, the back and forth with, you know, Congressman Adam Schiff. Oh, shifty, shift, shift, shift for brains. Adam Schiff. And, you know, and Devin Nunes. Uh, it's just, it has been an absolute shift show, if you know what I mean. But, um, then there's also some other craziness going on. Um, does anyone know that the army got a new uh new badge that can be earned by soldiers it's the expert soldier badge because pogues decided that they needed to continue to be like the amazing infantry the amazing medics and they needed their own badge for being able to do skill level one tasks to the utmost standard and since being instituted in, uh, on October 1st, the Army has awarded all of 15, 15 expert soldier badges, which really doesn't bode well. Um, but then again, considering I've watched entire brigades of infantry go through uh, expert infantry badge training and you know the out of a thousand participants 50 in one sitting actually get awarded their eib it's just this is one of those things that i saw this and i just couldn't help but go damn but then again Yes, these are skill level one tasks. These are the very basic uh, tasks that all soldiers should know how to do. Then again, 
was reading an interview with the sergeant in uh, the from Task and Purpose, and she straight up said she she fell out on the land nav and. Well, I, I didn't have my pace count. And for those of you who are not military, that's how many steps it takes to go 100 meters or approximately 330 feet. But um, she she didn't have this figured out beforehand. So when she went into testing, you know, she bolowed on that. She, you know, failed out. And... And a lot of people come out and said, wow, we really, we really suck. And a lot of these are technical jobs. A lot of them are jobs that in order to do their duty, it pulls them away from being able to do a lot of the hands-on training. You know, you don't get a lot of time with weapons. You don't get a lot of time doing land navigation. And so it it shows. And I hope in the process, now that they've instituted this uh, expert soldier badge testing, that the military, or the Army specifically, really works to fix that because when all is said and done, whether you're a cook, whether you're a mechanic, if you are deployed in support of combat operations and the enemy breaches that wire, you have just become a rifleman. And if you can't do that job on the most basic of levels, if you are a cab scout, that is a combat MOS. If you are a cab scout and you cannot set up and defend a perimeter, you can't draw up a range card, you can't put out a claymore mine, you can't, you know, come up on a machine gun and get it in operation, you might want to rethink what you're doing. Uh, for anyone who does not yet know my background, I was active duty. I was an infantryman. Before that, I was National Guard and I was a mechanic. And so seeing the change, you know, we do it every day versus one week in a month, two weeks a year. And on that two weeks a year, you did a land navigation course and you did a weapons qualification. And that's all you really did. You're really not getting there. Um, active duty as, as an infantryman, every day, especially when you're... Um, light infantry everything revolves around all those initial all those initial tasks and those are the basic building blocks and everything is built from the 30 tasks or so that they give you to test on for the you know EIB or this new ESB and so hopefully these more technical jobs They'll start realizing, you know, I know I'm an Intel analyst, but I really need to put in more work into employing a 50 caliber machine gun. I need to put in more work towards reading a map and figuring out how to navigate. The, and these are important, very, very important things to do in your you know, military. It's called doing your job. And so as much as I want to sit and, you know, poke at the very, very low number of soldiers who are completing ESB, I'm going to be, be honest, be come up front and say it. I do not have my expert infantry badge. I went out for it in 2012, the summer after my tour of Afghanistan. Why I earned my combat infantryman badge, which I prefer it because it's bigger. But, you know, I was ready to go. And then on the PT test portion, I tore a muscle in my shoulder, fell on my face. And you are a no-go at this station. Bye-bye. So that is not why I begrudge the whole ESB thing. I think 
if if that makes the rest of the army feel like they're doing something cool, by all means, go out, earn your expert soldier badge, have your bayonet and your hand grenade, because those are things you'll probably never get to use in real life anyways. But, hey, that's just me. All right, so, like I said, that's just something I saw I wanted to, just want to talk about real quick. It doesn't really have anything to do with all the crazy politics of the day, but I just wanted to get off my chest. Uh, we'll get into it right about now. All right. So, like I said, everything going on, impeachment, impeachment, impeachment. Um, some of the shenanigans that I saw, um, they're bringing up a lot of stuff that's come up in, uh, John Solomon's writings for the Hill, where if you don't know who John Solomon is, he's a great investigative journalist. He has, you know, dropped huge bombshell reports on the Obama administration, Bush, the younger Clinton, Bush, the elder. He's. He's a no-holds-barred, takes-no-sides journalist. He thoroughly researches, makes sure he has everything he needs to know before he publishes something because the last thing a journalist wants to do is be sued for libel or slander, which I've got a story on that will be coming up soon. But, you know, some of the shenanigans that come up, um, former ambassador... Yovanovitch, I believe that's how you say her name. Um, you know, she was testifying. Oh, I never gave a list to anyone about, you know, not prosecuting certain people or groups. And, you know, the, the prosecutor said that he recanted it all in the same you know, he made the accusation, he immediately recanted it. Like, no, um, Ambassador, if you go back and you read the article, you know, from this interview, uh, I believe it was Shokin was the was the uh, prosecutor general in Ukraine when she came in. Or was it... Lushenko, I, I don't have that article by, may have been Lushenko, because it was the new guy. Yeah, it was one of them. They're all Ukrainians, they all look alike, they all sound alike. But, you know, the prosecutor, the prosecutor general goes to a meeting with the ambassador of the United States, and the prosecutor proceeds to give him a list, you know, and by give a list, according to this, you know, interview, I really wish I had the interview. So I quoted it directly. So I'm just going off memory here. So please forgive me if I'm not 100% accurate. I apologize. Um, yeah. In this in this uh, sit-down session, uh, Ambassador Yovanovitch said, hey, these people you're not going to prosecute. Okay, are you giving me a list? No, I just don't want you to prosecute A, B, C, or D, at which point Prosecutor General takes out, grabs a piece of paper and a pen, and he writes it down. She did not physically hand him a list and say, don't, you know, these people, yeah, leave them alone. She specifically named them. She dictated a list to him, and he wrote it down, and then he's like, yeah, I'm used to the Russians. I'm used to, you know, our politicians here in Kiev doing this. Not the Americans. You're acting just like the Russians did back when we were under Russian rule. You had a... Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Vindman, who, I'm sorry, as a former infantry NCO looking at a 
active duty infantry officer. I see the way he acted towards Congress, and I, I think he forgets that ultimately, as a military person, he answers to Congress because, you know, the whole, you know, separate but equal branches thing. If anyone from the military has a major issue, they write their congressman, their congressman steps in and, you know, straighten stuff out or tries to. And when Lieutenant Colonel Venman is called Mr. Venman by a member of Congress, and he turns around, has the audacity to go, it, 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 it's, I'm sorry, it's, uh, it's Lieutenant Colonel. I, no douche. They can call you private Venman if they want. It doesn't matter because they are civilians. They do not have a duty, nor do they have a responsibility to address you as Lieutenant Colonel. And even then, before you start getting all, all you know, high and mighty about your rank, you might want to think about maybe hitting the gym. I'm just saying. Maybe maybe change your eating habits. You're kind of on the fluffy side for an infantry officer. And then again, you, you are field grade. And I don't know. I've never seen such a pudgy field grade officer before in my life, especially infantry. I've seen, I've seen infantry officers are corn fed. You know, they're... They've got some bulk to them, but, you know, it's not soft. It's usually pretty muscular. This Venman guy, oh, my God. How did he make it through ranger school? I, now, let me wrong. There are hundreds of soldiers who graduate from ranger school every year. Some of them might come in a little unsuspecting. Uh, I remember having a sergeant major way back in the day who he's about five foot four, 120 pounds soaking wet, looked like a male librarian, just very mousy glasses and his voice. Oh my God. He's talking about someone who speaks to their nose. Italian. Oh gosh, I still remember that voice. But anyways, you know, Lieutenant Colonel Venman, he was the he was the White House point man on everything Ukraine. He was the, what the army calls a subject matter expert. Yet for some reason, he didn't seem to realize there's all these corruption investigations going on. I mean, how are you the SME on a foreign country and not even realize all the crap that's occurring in that country? I, I, I... No, you look like an idiot. Thank you, faithful producer. But it's just absolutely boggles my mind. And with all the calls of quid pro quo, quid pro quo. Okay. First of all, I have kids. My daily, my daily life is a quid pro quo. Hey, you want to do this? All right. You got to do this for me. Oh, you want ice cream? All right. Finish eating your vegetables you want to go play with your friends then clean your room life is nothing but quid pro quos because oh do i want my full-time employer to pay me oh, i better show up and put in a 60-hour work week if i want that paycheck so why everyone's losing their minds oh it's a bribe oh it's quid pro quo Keep in mind, there is a presidential candidate who last year 
was speaking at an engagement where he admitted in front of a, in front of a room full of lawyers that, hey, president of Ukraine, this dude who is investigating Burisma, I want him fired. Well, well, well why would I do that? Uh, because if you don't, I'm not going to give you this billion dollars in, you know, foreign aid. If you don't believe me, you always call the president. Before I get on that plane tonight, he better be gone. And guess what? He got the prosecutor general fired. But um, no, 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 that's 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 perfectly acceptable because he, he wasn't interfering with an election and blah, 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 blah. I, the fact of the matter is. In the face of a lot of testimony that was given in the last week and a half before Congress, there has been. There's a ton of evidence that supports a contrary narrative to what they're trying to push. I think I think the most honest, credible witness who testified was um, was Ambassador Sondland, who straight up said, "No, I, President Trump never gave a quid pro quo. Rudy Giuliani did." And people were talking about, oh, they've been, I've only been curious about everything that's going on there since they, right before they thought Joe Biden was going to get into the race. Okay, I hate to tell you this, but there's investigations and people, you know, and Americans looking into this and asking questions about this nearly two years in advance. <gasps> and my soundboard was too far away to give me my dramatic music and I can't seem to do anything right with my stupid soundboard no you look like an idiot thank you thank you thank you oh fearless producer um but but yeah as far out as two years ahead of Anyone announcing they're going to run for president, uh, at least before Joe Biden announced he's going to run for president, there were people within the administration, Rudy Giuliani and others, who were looking into things that were going on in Ukraine. One thing that people don't want to admit, I have an article here uh, from the New York Times, written by Maggie Haberman, that talks about you know, the debunked theory that, you know, there was Ukrainian interference, blah, 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 blah. Well, they they have to completely discount the fact that there are two members of the Ukrainian government, uh, parliamentarians or MPs, because MPs sound so much cooler, apparently who were actually convicted. They are on tape, or at least one of them is on tape, admitting. Yeah, you know, we, I was doing this so, so Hillary would win, but, you know, they, you know, they reopened that investigation and swung it in, the, you know, swung it for Trump, you know, when, you know, they were investigating Anthony Weiner. Or should I say Carlos Danger? When they was uh, sending uh, naked pictures of himself to a 15-year-old girl. And they took his wife's computer, who she just happened to be the top aide for one presidential candidate, Hillary Clinton, and found a bunch of those deleted emails on there. Whoopsie! So, yeah, then the FBI reopens the investigation and throws, throws it in the tank for uh, Donald Trump, blah, blah, blah. To quote uh, the late, great Paul Harvey, 
And now you know the rest of the story. And um, that's it. You have the head of the anti-corruption league bureau desk, whatever. The head of it saying that he was in the he was working to, you know, funnel information to the DNC to tank Donald Trump. And admits that, yeah, the FBI, them reopening that investigation, that's what, that's what did it in right there. It's just ridiculousness. But they just want to keep denying, 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 because that's what they do. Now, as I've said before on previous episodes, I fully expect that... Before Christmas, Donald Trump will be impeached. And for anyone who is unclear, impeached is, is kind of like an indictment. Everyone, A lot of people are arguing that uh, Donald Trump can't do certain things, X, Y, and Z, because, oh, this is a grand jury. Yeah, no, it's not a grand jury. Unfortunately, there's not a whole lot of uh, written written guidance within the constitution on how a how an impeachment inquiry is supposed to go because you know basically we've only this is only the third full-fledged impeachment we've done in our nation's 200 some odd year history and as opposed to Bill Clinton, who was proven to have perjured himself in a sworn deposition. As opposed to Andrew Johnson, who was impeached for breaking a law that was later ruled unconstitutional by firing a political appointee who was appointed by Abraham Lincoln, a lot of history there to go into, but I digress. You know, there's really not a whole lot to go on. Uh, even there are even historical scholars who say, well, you know, the whole high crimes and misdemeanors at that's all political stuff. And it's really beginning to have an effect on the American outlook on things. Which I'm going to get into that in a little bit. Because I think the tide is turning against impeachment. And I think it's really going to uh, drive people to the polls in support of Donald Trump. I mean, that's something we have to wait and see, but it is what it is. Do you love what you hear on the Relentless Daring Podcast? Do you want to show the world your support for this podcast? This is Tyler from Relentless Daring, asking you to go to shop.spreadshirt.com slash relentlessdaring and check out our merchandise there. We have t-shirts, hoodies, hats, coffee cups, travel mugs. Go there, check it out, use it to show the world your love for this podcast. And as always, stay relentless. Well, Kim, don't feel bad about being late. I started talking with my microphone turned down. Womp, 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 womp. Shut up, producer. Um, <laughs> so anyone who doesn't know, if if you're not a <laughs> if if you're not listening to this live on the app or at uh, podbean.com, there is a uh, chat board that takes up the entire middle of my screen, and one of my Twitter homies, Miss Kim L, uh, she jumped on there and. 
I told her hi. She apologized for being late, and I tried. I tried to forgive her with my microphone off. It doesn't work very well. So um, earlier I talked about you know fake news and you know uh, how John Solomon doesn't he thoroughly thoroughly researches his uh, his subject matter because. He doesn't want to be sued for libel. Well, speaking of suits for libel and slander, it's a uh, a Breitbart article I found. Exclusive: Devin Nunes to sue CNN Daily Beast over fake news attacks. And when I say exclusive, it came. This article came out today. You can. I feel like Alex Jones is making it official by popping the paper in the microphone. But um, yeah, uh, House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence ranking member Representative Nunes intends to file lawsuits against both CNN and Daily Beast over fake hit pieces. Uh, two pieces recently published in both outlets, one from Daily Beast and one from CNN published late Friday, alleged that the Rudy Giuliani associate Lev Parnas, which little background information, Lev Parnas is an associate of one Rudy Giuliani who was stopped when trying to leave the country and he's been indicted on un- unrelated charges, according to this article. Help Nunes of the Variety of Matters when digging into Ukrainian interference in the 2016 U.S. presidential election on behalf of Democrats. Daily B story from Betsy Swan, formerly Woodruff. Yeah, because they actually put that in parentheses in the article because obviously it's important. Alleged that Parnas helped Nunes set variety of meetings on Ukraine matters. CNN story from Vicki Ward. Goes even further, alleging that Nunes arranged a secret trip to Vienna and met there with Viktor Shokin, the Ukrainian prosecutor that former Vice President Joe Biden pushed to have fired when Shokin was investigating Burisma Holdings. Oh my God. Holy run on sentence, Batman. Like half this paragraph is one sentence. All right. And firing Shokin was investigating Burisma Holdings, natural gas company paying Biden's son, Hunter Biden. Oh, wow. $83,000. That's a that's a darn spiffy income right there. I wish I was making that. $83,000 per month. It is unclear at this time how much these reports are blatantly false, but most of each of them appears to be inaccurate according to sources familiar with the matter. As such, Nunes is planning to sue both the Daily Beast and CNN over each story. Which... <laughs> Yeah, Kim says someone needs an elementary English class. LOL. No kidding. It's like, I'm not the greatest writer in the world, but I can at least, you know, separate out multiple thoughts, you know, and keep them out, taking up a half page, you know, paragraph because I have to get all, I, because a lot of people, when you read stuff, you, read it in phrasing like you're breathing. And so when you have to take a very deep breath in order to get a sentence out, um, because it's going to take every last bit of your lung capacity, you might want to go back and look at it again. Just saying. So, uh, to an article, uh, quote, these demonstrably false and scary, Scandalous stories published by the Daily Beast and CNN are the perfect examples of defamation and reckless disregard for the truth. Nunes told Breitbart News late Friday. Going further, quote, some political operative offered these fake stories to at least five different media outlets before finding someone irresponsible enough. Wow, shots fired irresponsible enough to publish them. I look forward to prosecuting these cases, including media outlets, as well as the sources of their fake stories. To the fullest extent of the law, I intend to hold Daily Beast and CNN accountable for their actions. They will find themselves in court soon after Thanksgiving, end quote. 
Um, and here, like Devin Nunes, here, like he has been just on fire when it comes to dealing with CNN to the point of is it actually told? Uh, he told Ward to do the CNN piece from Ward interestingly lays out how Nunes refuses to interact with the outlet. This is from her piece. Over the past two weeks, CNN approached Nunes on two occasions and reached out to, to his communication staff to get comment for this story. In the Capitol on November 14th, as CNN began to ask a question about the trip to Vienna, Nunes interjected and said, quote, I don't talk to you in this lifetime or the next lifetime, end quote. At any time, Nunes added, on any question. Asked again on Thursday about his travel to Vienna and his interactions with Shokin and Parnas, Nunes gave a similar response. Quote, to be perfectly clear, I don't acknowledge any questions from you in this lifetime or the next lifetime. I don't acknowledge any question from you ever. I mean, the people from CNN have to realize they have really burned a bridge when they can't, they can no longer get quotes from a sitting congressman because they have so wholly misrepresented what he has said or just created crap out of thin air or run with unverified anonymous sources. It's, I said, that's where I have the lovely advantage of not being a news person or a journalist per se, because, well, I'm an opinion guy. Sometimes I don't have very good opinions, but they're still my opinions. And if you're listening, then apparently you at least give at least a nickel's worth of a darn of what I have to say. And I thank you. In fact, if you want to give a, if you want to give a nickel to, you know, showing you care what I have to say, feel free. Hmm, something weird just popped up on my chat screen. Yeah, whatever. Um, if you would like to give a nickel towards. Continuing to hear what I have to say, you always go to patreon.com slash relentless daring one. And I'm smacking my microphone around. I endure in order to catalyze, says our government is a joke. I concur. It is an absolute joke. A shift show, if one would, uh, if one would dare, but yeah. And it's just getting insane with all the stuff going, that just goes on back and forth right now. The media, all they want to talk about is impeachment, 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 impeachment. However, they, what they don't want to talk about, I uh, read an article that I don't have it here to share with you, but, uh, Jerry Nadler's committee, uh, was it the, uh, the judicial committee? They actually on a bipartisan basis, just put forward a bill that would remove marijuana from, from the FDA schedule as far as, you know, making it an illegal drug. And at least on the federal level, states, Ninth and Tenth Amendments, states' rights, yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. They're not talking about a possible huge reform in marijuana law that would include allowing the VA to prescribe medical marijuana to veterans because um, they're showing research that you know, the, the THC and the CBDs and all those compounds found in cannabis can actually have a positive effect on soldiers with TBI, soldiers with PTSD. 
No one wants to talk about that. No one wants to talk about uh, pushing forward yet another continuing resolution, which is going to extend the lifespan of the Patriot Act and all that, you know, extrajudicial, some would even say possibly even illegal surveillance and wiretapping and bank fraud and bank monitoring of American citizens because all in the name of national security. Yay. I mean, there's no actual conversations going on. Wow, that's a... Okay, I'm actually going to read what he, he said on here. It actually seems to be a, a decent point here. The fact they are allowing cannabinoids and THC to be outlawed and criminalized worse than many cases of child sexual assault, etc. Also not doing nearly enough to crack down China's illegal smuggling research drug, a.k.a. fentanyl, and friends to America says a lot. I, I agree. Um, and there is so much that actually goes into that besides just blatant, well, we want to make this illegal. There's a lot of racial stuff that goes into it, um, especially the history of marijuana being uh, listed as Schedule 1, meaning there is no medical value to it whatsoever. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot of uh, progressive... Uh, moral control that goes that went into a lot of these decisions uh, back, especially going the thirties and forties, you know, the, the same people who said alcohol is bad and nobody in the country should be allowed to drink it. A lot of these same attitudes are what goes into why, you know, marijuana is bad. If you've ever seen the classic propaganda film, reefer madness where you have bunch of kids you know they smoke some dubs and then you know all hell breaks loose for sure i am 99 sure i'm i'm i don't doubt you i endure in order to catalyze you know Let's mm. press keep down. Oh, okay, ah, there's more more added on. Yeah, keep down minorities. Yeah, look at look at this way. Uh, and I can call you Amy. Oh, hi, Amy. Welcome to the show. I'm glad you're listening. <laughs> but um, uh. Yeah, and you can even look at what's going on in the war on drugs. Well, you know why you don't let big businesses write laws that affect their industries? Because then the, peop- the people who write the legislation end up protecting, you know, insulating them and their cronies and making it harder for other people to get started using that same principle. Okay. Well, we're going to create laws that outlaw, you know, drugs. And we're going to heavily prosecute people involved in this trade or the manufacture of said drugs. And that's going to cause, that's going to run up the price because now they are a black market contraband item. So that runs them up, that runs up the price, which means more money going into cartels. And so in theory, I I forgot where I saw this, but it's, it's a fairly uh, cogent argument that, you know, our war on drugs is just nothing but a, uh, a protection, almost a protection or business model for uh, the cartels. Especially, you know, 
And and some of these where people are, you know, they're small time distributors, small time producers, and they get hammered by uh, when informants turn them in. And so you have small distributors who are quote independent contractors or independent operators who um you know these independent people who are not affiliated with any of these major cartels they get knocked out of the business and this just keeps business going back to the cartels it's i said it's a, i said it's a cogent argument i really wish i thought i was going to talk about that or else i'd printed that article off but eh. You know, these things happen. And Amy says laws are pretty much written by and pushed for by corporations. And yeah, cartels completely involved. Only China is going to start making our vaccines very soon. How do you feel? I don't trust China making our vaccines. And I'd say that um, I prefer them to be made here in the States. Because then we don't have to pay for importing and uh, we don't have, I mean, we don't have to worry about the possibility of, you know, China going and tainting all the, all the vaccines or deciding they're just going to withhold it. Kind of like how our, uh, the vast majority of our penicillin is already made in China and imported. And if China really wanted to screw with us, they could taint the supply of uh, penicillin coming here and or just absolutely withhold penicillin coming here. It, I don't trust that at all. <laughs> the Chinese people themselves do not trust their government making them. No, they don't. But they don't say anything about it because they don't want to end up in the concentration camp with all the Uyghurs. Ha! I don't trust communists, period. Russia is still a communist country, but they hide under democracy li label. Um, I was listening to a podcast today. Um, uh, it's called Stuff They Don't Want You to Know. It's it's a great podcast. If you can set aside some of the very heavily slanted uh, offhand comments that they tend to make that are um, obviously from a very left uh, perspective, uh, they mentioned the phrase, um, especially when referring to places like Russia, Quote, China, Venezuela, yep, um, Turkey, places where they are democracies in theory, where the leaders act like uh, dictators. They call them democratators. These democratically elected, well, Xi, okay, uh, Amy says China is no way democracy, not even theory. <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, well, Xi Jinping was elected by the people. So that, and then he declared himself president for life. The kind of like how Maduro did down in Venezuela, but uh, I digress. It's turning into a very interesting conversation. I really wish you all could see see the chat boxes it's going here but um but you know yeah these are people countries that have you know democratically elected leaders Erdogan in Turkey Maduro and Chavez before him down in Venezuela and a number of other alleged democracies throughout the world but when they come in as the president, prime minister, however, the head of their government, whatever it's called, and then they act as a dictator, like I said on this uh, Stuff They Don't Want You Know podcast, 
again, I recommend checking it out. I like listening to it. There's um, some, some interesting conspiracy theories that they talk about. They even talked about, you know, the seventh floor group and the Clinton Kerry State Department and how it supposedly was running the government. It's a great one. It's a great podcast. I recommend it. Just, you know, some of the stuff, take it with a grain of salt. But anyways, I promised some polling stuff. So I found this poll today. This is uh, from Emerson. They're a, you know, they're a fairly rep, you know, reputable uh, polling outfit. And the, basically, the American people are turning on impeachment. Uh, and I really wish I had time to uh, go through the highlighter, but so reading the reading from here, new Emerson poll finds President Trump's approval has increased in the last month, with forty eight percent approval, forty seven disapproval, a bounce forty three in October. Yes, Amy, I do agree. Democrats' case for impeachment is complete bull hockey. This is a family show. I'm sorry. Can't read verbatim. Um, Support for impeachment has also flipped since October. Uh, in October, it was a 48% uh, those polled did support impeachment. Where now it has... Uh, is now 45% oppose impeachment with a 43% support, which uh, it doesn't say what their margin of error is, but I'm assuming that's within that margin of error. But the fact that it's beginning to turn around is a good sign. Um, the biggest swing, though, is among independents, who independents now oppose impeachment 49% to 34%. See, a 15% difference between those who support and those who oppose. That's, that is fairly significant. Last month it was flipped. 48% supported it and 39% were against it. There's a nine point difference. And those, you know, 9% more people supported impeaching versus not. And then it starts getting into some of these head-to-head uh, -head counts. And, yeah, this is a uh, national poll, November 17th to 20th. Margin of error, plus or minus 2.9%. And right now, everything is running margin of error. I mean, so coin toss with national numbers now i understand national polls you can kind of, you really do have to take those with a grain of salt you really have to look at the local polls amy says she is uh neither democrat nor republican but an anarchist support complete uh something or other and sorry for cursing don't worry, I have enough common, complete restructuring. Ah, thank you for the clarification. And don't worry about cursing because I can censor myself when I read your off-color messages on the air. But yeah, right now, polling, it's really weird how this printed out because it's, um, it's front back, so it's not everything's on the same page, literally. Right now, Looking at Trump and Sanders, you know, 1% difference to Sanders' favor. Trump and Warren, dead heat. And, uh, Trump over, showing Trump over Biden, 51-49. And Trump over Buttigieg, 52-48. But right now, <coughs> like I said, the, the tide is turning in... And impeachment support, which 
I really wish I could see polls that had like certain Democratic districts where maybe a Democrat won in a red state and start seeing what, you know, they're looking like at their level. How do I feel about Sanders? I think he needs to go back to Vermont to one of his three houses and retire. That's how I feel about Sanders. But, um, but yeah, um, I would love to see how some of these polls at the, you know, congressional district level, especially where there's a Democrat sitting there, sitting there in a rural area of a red state, <coughs> just because if that district is leaning very anti-impeachment and they vote to impeach, Someone should tell Mr. Biden that too. Yes, I agree. They should all retire. Um, but yeah, I would love to see how those, because really when you get into, because yeah, he like said in the, uh, I'm getting very distracted. I'm sorry. Um, when you get into the, uh, these congressional districts, that may have a Democrat sitting there, if they vote for impeachment and it's an otherwise red area, there's going to be a lot of Congress people looking for new jobs. Because um, you already know that there's uh, Democrats in the Senate, like uh, Joe Manchin, who he is definitely not going to vote to convict because a state that has turned as red as West Virginia has since Bush 2000 and has stayed red and you are a, you know, Joe Manson's the last of the blue dog Democrats, honestly. Um, you're, you're not going to stay as Senate very long in a red state as a Democrat if you're voting to convict, so I mean, that, those are the kind of polls I would love to see. See what uh, Democrats are actually going to have to look at. But uh, that's going to wrap up the show for this week. Thank you all for listening. Amy, Kim, thank you so much. You've been very entertaining in the chat board. Um, again, if you're listening to this on the podcast, Feel free to come come up podbean.com or the uh, the Podbean app. If you're doing podbean.com, you have to be on Chrome because that's the way this is set up right now. It works better on Chrome. Ah, thank you for telling me a good show, Kim. Appreciate it. Um, if you're listening to it on Chrome, you can get on here and you can chat back and forth. I'll I will read your text on the air. It's Cool to have the interaction. Love it. Um, if you're checking out on podcast, Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart. I need to see why it's not putting the podcast up on YouTube. It's really weird, but you, you can find the older episodes there on YouTube anytime. Again, check me out on Twitter at Daring Podcast or at real Tyler Morgan. I'm very responsive on either one or even on YouTube, uh, not YouTube shows. I'm tired, but, um, or on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash relentless daring over there. It's been great hanging out with y'all tonight. And as always stay relentless. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. 
That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.